You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at F&B Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, I don't know if you've noticed, maybe time passes you by, but when you wake up tomorrow morning, it'll be December. And I'm noticing the, the normal decent flow of emails that I'm getting and interview requests that I get suddenly sort of dwindling a bit. They've stopped for a trickle, to a trickle rather. Do you think that people are starting to uh, look forward to the end of the year after what has been a testing, not just one year, but two or three years, actually? Uh, testing two or three years, yeah. I think it's a little bit early, another two weeks. Okay. And then it'll properly calm down. When but does the financial institution... Next week, I'm not yet. We'll talk about that uh, off air. But um, mm. when do financial institutions say, say, that's it, we're off now, it's just skeleton staff? Is it like the 12th of December, What's something it? like that? What's that holiday on the 15th or something? I think it's the 16th, really, is it? I think 16th. it's something like the 16th. It's um, it's Day of uh, Reckoning or something. There's, there's some strange yeah. South African holiday you have, the, the Day of Atonement or I don't know. I think something that's, like that, yeah. Yeah, that signals the end of it. that will be the last true working day. Yeah, yeah that will be the last true working day, yeah. Okay, and at the same time as it's December the 1st tomorrow, we've also sort of coming to the end, Wayne, of the uh, results season in South Africa, the companies with uh, September yes. year and, and half. Yes, yeah. so that's, that's almost all out the way now. Have you, what have you made of it? I asked the same question of all people this week. Has it been generally good for SA-based companies? Yeah, yeah, it's been generally good. I mean, all of the consumer-facing companies look, looked quite good. Uh, certainly a couple of their hotels looked very good. You know, at least they are picking up. No, it wasn't bad. There was there were no shockers there. That's what I can recall. But, I mean, my memory is so poor, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. But, yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, that, we know that's a big lie, but because uh, you've, you've raised a sharp memory. But, um, uh, Wayne, have you, uh, you, we've spoken over the last two to three weeks, and I've asked you a personal question, well, a professionally personal question. Have you been investing? And you've always said yes. Are you still investing? Yes, Are you I've, still going for the financial services companies, notably the banks? No, I've, I've, I've stopped now. The market's run quite hard. So. I've, 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 I was fortuitous enough to get... At, at the sort of before the big run in the shares yeah. over the last, uh, what was it? Let me just call up the graph here, actually. You can do About that. two months ago, I suppose, I, I, I bought. Well, we bought as well. Not just me, but the, the company bought as well. Right. And that's turned out to be quite good. I mean, who knows what the market's going to do? I mean, the Federal Reserve, Powell's talking tonight. Yeah, sort of in the beginning of October. Yeah, beginning of October, the market sort of bottomed out. But, you know, at, at, at this sort of level, mm -hmm. market's not far from record highs, eh? It really isn't. In the record high, record high was 76,000, and it's now almost 75,000. So I'm not sure if now, <clears throat> well, we stopped buying it this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the all share index of the JSC. The the, the number you just mentioned, seventy six thousand. It's nearly seventy five thousand. Let's call it seventy five thousand. Mm. What has caused today's massive, massive rally? Is it the GDP number from the United States? Is it the inflation number? I think from the eurozone. What has what has spurred this enormous rally? Look, I must admit, I looked all around. I couldn't find any one particular news item. I know the US GDP was revised upwards. Yeah, it was a revision. The European inflation, but we all knew inflation is going to fall, so that shouldn't be news to anyone. 
but yeah, the market is clearly like that today. Everything's up. It's a good, just over two percent. So it's been a very strong market, and the rand also looking reasonably good. Well, I've got uh, I've got resources up. I couldn't up find th- any any uh, any one. I couldn't find any one particular item, you know, that uh, caused it to spurt like this. To be honest, no. Um, Elon Musk. I mean, I'm just looking at a, a couple of websites now to try and find what, what, what the um, the internet is saying. It says Elon Musk says the Fed must cut rates immediately to stop a severe recession. To avoid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're going to listen to anyone. Uh, and the last person you should now, listen to rates, is this fellow. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Interest rates. Interest rates are still going to go up in America, mm-hmm. probably at half a percent. And probably another two rate increases. Two, so in other words, a full one percent in total. I would think. So, so two fifty basis point increases, and then and then it's over, and then they start yeah. coming down. I wonder if they'll do the I, three quarters down. I think so. No, they won't come down. They'll they'll they'll, they'll stay up at that level for a year. Mm. All right. Or maybe just less than a year, but they will stay at that peak for a while, because even though they're increasing interest rates, obviously it's still well below the headline inflation number. And we know inflation is going to fall. We've spoken about that on many occasions. But uh, we've got to see that number actually come down to some sort of reasonable level. And whether that's in America now, talking specifically about America, whether that's, I don't know, 3%, 4%, I think we've got to see that happen first before we'll actually even contemplate an actual rate cut. But the market, of course, is anticipating that. So, you know, it'll take, the Fed fund rate will go up to 5%, more or less, and then and then inflation's got to fall to below that before you can even think about interest rate cuts. But I do agree with one thing with Elon Musk. Yes. There is a recession coming. Well, even after the GDP revision that we saw today from the United States of America, you you still think it's coming? So it's it's in the background. Interest rates haven't yeah. Interest um, rates haven't bitten yet. If you read if you read the other news articles, it's dominated by companies laying off staff, including yeah. Elon. Well, they were. It's a very small. I, I don't know if if you went into Main Street America and uh, said to a manufacturing company or a, or a retailer or something, "Are you laying off people?" I don't know. We all know about um, um, uh, Tesla and, uh, rather, excuse me, Twitter yes. and other big tech companies that have been the drivers of the market over the last ten years or so. Uh, I don't know if other ones yeah. are doing it to such the to such an extent. So these people have had the they've had their their days in the sun. Now it's going. A little bit dark, and then they'll come back again, of course. Yes. But is it across the board? They'll never come back to what they were. No. They'll never come back to what they were during the zero inflation and zero interest rate years. No. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> but you know, higher interest rates take a while to bite. You know, so the economy slows down after interest rates have already peaked. So the slowdown is coming, and mm. I think it's going to be a recession. I think it'll be short and and not that deep, very shallow, but I think a recession is coming. It's not a severe recession. It's not an all fall down like we saw in 2008, 
but I think a recession is coming. Yeah, so it's not going to be a 1929, 1930s, um, as, and as you say, um, 2007, 2008 sort of recession. It'll be relatively shallow and relatively easy to overcome for companies that are prepared for it, When? Yeah, I would think so, yes. Good. The other thing that uh, this website's saying to me, apart from Elon Musk, and they don't like him, uh, it says here, European Central Bank says Bitcoin is on the road to irrelevance. That's my headline of the day. European Central Bank says Bitcoin is on the road to irrelevance. I find that very interesting. We've never spoken about uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, just in passing yeah, maybe, but uh, it's, not... it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. Look, I mean, I've never been a big favourite of anything that's essentially an, an intangible. And there I include artwork and maybe I should include motor cars in there as well, but obviously I like cars. But, uh, you know, well, let's let's put it another way, something that doesn't produce an income, like gold or diamonds or art or cars for that matter, or Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin's rise up to 64, 66,000 was a classic case of absolute hyper hype essentially it was like the tulip bulb um, the thing in, in uh, four yeah, five hundred years was, ago was in the, the netherlands sea bubbled. Yeah, yeah exactly it was a tulip 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 bubble in the south sea spice bubble and many 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 other bubbles since then the dot-com bubble there's been many bubbles um so that's essentially what it was and i mean a significant amount of money has been wiped out but, uh, but the overwhelming majority of that money that was wiped out was money that was made. Mm. You know, so obviously there are people you bought at 30, 40, 50, 60,000, but that would be the minority of the money invested in Bitcoin. So a lot of people were rich. They ain't so rich anymore. When you talk about value has come down. And now, of course, we all know about the exchanges collapsing and everything like that, which doesn't help. I disagree with you when it comes to the word intangible, because when it comes to a motor car, one of your beautiful motor cars, let's say it's a Jaguar, and I'm just I'm, I'm using a figure, let's say that yeah. um, a motor car uh, that you own at the moment is one million rand. I'm just using one million as a, as a guideline because yeah. it's an easy number to understand. It's not going to go down to 250,000 Rand overnight like um, no, like not. Bitcoin has. It's a thing of great beauty. No. You can drive it, you can use it, you can look at it, and you can say, look at this thing that yeah, I've worked so... Touch it, yeah. Exactly, you can touch the thing. When you have a look at a, a Van Gogh um, painting that's just sold in the United States of America yeah, no, for 150 million, it's not going to go down to... Um, uh, sorry, yeah. it's not going to go down by 75% because it's there. It's a limited edition thing. You can print bitcoins or manufacture bitcoins, yeah. mine bitcoins, but that Van Gogh is not going to go down because he's dead. He's gone. And yeah. they're never no, going to make you. that Jaguar motor car that you've got anymore because I mean, it, just, it's a different company now. I mean, Bitcoin has some very, very uh, good attributes. Why? I like this idea of a universal currency. I like the idea of a universal currency. I get that, where you can just buy this currency and it in itself. Now, I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about a universal currency. Okay. But one of the definitions of a universal currency is stability in price. So, in other words, I think it will be fantastic. It will probably be long after you and I are dead. Hopefully. That we have some sort of international exchange currency and not the dollar, 
right. that you can invest in and prices are pegged against that and prices are quoted in that. I also like the idea of, you know, you can trade it with anyone, you can send it to anywhere, you can do anything. I like that idea. I also like the idea that it's almost out of the control of politicians. Now, I know the overwhelming majority of central banks and certainly the important central banks worldwide are independent, but they are still, you know, they still have to be subject or under pressure from politicians. So I like that idea. The blockchain, now I'm not an IT person, but I've had, and I've tried to, people have tried to explain this blockchain thing to me. But as far as I understand it, the actual computer system that drives blockchain is quite phenomenal. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of future systems and processes are computed and put down via blockchain. Because as far as I understand it, it's not like a normal programming language. It's, it's apparently has got some unique attributes, etc., etc. But Bitcoin, I'm not buying. Because it's not a coin, it's not a currency, it's not a cryptocurrency. It might be crypto, but it, it's not a currency. It is a purely speculative thing. So it's a price on a screen, Wayne. That's what it is. And people yeah, say, well, Joe next door's made a, a fortune under Bitcoin. He and bought them at 10,000 and it's gone to 20. Yeah. That's what, that's you what only it is. hear about when Joe next door's made money. Joe mm. next door's keeping very quiet at the moment from. 64,000 down to 60. And so he should be. But when you, you, you took everything you said about Bitcoin, we already have. You said, well, it's a, it's it's something that you can uh, send to people. It's something that is um, uh, uh, globally traded. No, and you go, well, you went on and on. But we've got that with the dollar and the euro. I mean, and the yen and the pound. Yeah, but it's still a dollar and it's still a euro. So? You know, look, the, the euro and the pound are small fry compared to the dollar. Of course. The dollar is king. Yes, it is. And that's why it's, its valuation does fluctuate. Yes, but it doesn't yeah, fluctuate 75% in one year. No, this, no, no, no. This that's time last year, Bitcoin you know, was 65,000. It's now 16,000. Yeah, that's why Bitcoin, Bitcoin, is not a, Bitcoin is not a currency. So as I said, I would be quite supportive of a cryptocurrency, but then the definition of a currency is a relatively stable value. I'd like to... Like, um, of course, politicians... <laughs> politicians and authorities and regulators don't like it mm. because you can do things in there you can hide money in there it's unregulated it's you see that's the whole point yeah but it, 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 it's slowly getting regulated but of course maybe maybe the european union's right maybe bitcoin is going to disappear into irrelevance because I think so. it, it'll be like the like the tulip bubble you know, people have lost so much money and maybe it goes down some more. Hell, I, I, I don't think old Russia is going to be advertising Luna, Luna, whatever it is for that much longer because they, so they haven't got any money. I always say to myself, no one, Wayne, no in, in, in England no are playing, you're not a football supporter, you're not a sportsman, your, your, your partner is the world's um, uh, most fanatical rugby supporter. So you have to, you're forced to watch a bit of, of, of sport here and there. England are playing Senegal in the um, last 16 of the World Cup in Qatar on, on Sunday. If I went to Senegal now to try and find out about the team uh, and the culture and the economy and the people that England are up against, if I flew there tomorrow, if I was in trouble, 
I could say, here's my phone. I'm going to send you a little part of my Bitcoin or my cryptocurrency portfolio in order to pay for this meal and this glass of delicious cold beer. They'd say, no, if I pulled out a $10 bill, they'd say, thank you very much. As yeah. soon as that changes, then I'm going, I'm, I'm going elsewhere. But it doesn't. The dollar is king, as you say. So no, forget about all this Bitcoin rubbish. Yeah. Okay. Look, as I'm saying, Bitcoin itself doesn't. Bitcoin itself, because of the prices, the price is so variable, isn't a currency. But if at any stage, even if it is a fully regulated and government approved and uh, regulator approved, yes, you know, a true cryptocurrency that you can transact anywhere in the world and people will accept it. You know, the gold used to be like that. You could take a piece of gold somewhere. And anyone anywhere in the world yes. would accept that gold as exchange. Now, those days are gone. Now, you go anywhere, and people might take a euro. They might. They may take a pound. They might. Unless you go to other African countries, no one's taking a rand. But a dollar, absolute worldwide. Exactly. Which is why. There's, there's far more dollars in circulation outside of America, physical currency, than actually in America. Hmm. It's very true. I still like having cash in my pocket. I don't know about you. You probably want. You've, you've probably evolved more than I have when it comes to payments. And yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big cash carrier. I, I, I pay with my card, and now that you can tap and go, it's quite easy. I haven't gone quite as far as loading a, a payment thing, you know, on my system. But I think I will get there in the not too distant future. You know, something like Samsung Pay where you load your credit card details on there mm. and then they just scan, you just, the payment device just scans your phone. Mm. Then you don't even have to carry your wallet. You can put your driver's license in your car's cubby hole. Then you don't even have to carry your wallet on you because all your cards are on your phone and, you know, you just use that. So uh, that that's quite appealing to me because I don't like carrying a wallet around. No, well, it makes me feel tough. I feel like a mafia boss when I've got a wad of cash in my pocket. I mean, well, a wad, it could be a nah. five rand nose. I, I, I like that. I like getting out of the, and the chap will say to me, it's a hundred rand, Mr. Williams, and I, I get out this wad of cash and unfold the notes. You know, it's like one of those gangster yeah, films. Yeah, but it's quite interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, I, I, I run this little garage as a hobby, yeah? And they, you always need milk and toilet paper and cleaning materials and X, Y, Z. You know, I used to carry cash on me and then go next door to the garage shop and buy this and buy that. But in the last, well, probably the last year and a half now, I just order on Checkers 60. Literally, it's, yeah, in under an hour. So if you're running short of milk, if you only got enough milk, for the next cup of coffee, you order right away and it's, yeah, so there's no need to even carry cash to go buy you know, literally bread and milk. Mm. Well, then you're more advanced than um, most of northern, well, certainly in the Netherlands. I have to and, order and a works, day in advance to get my milk and toilet rolls. No, so. it, it, it works so efficiently. You actually go onto the app and you go to, there's a little thing that you push there called My Products and it shows you the stuff that you buy all the time. And you just push, I want that, 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 five things. I understand. Push, push, push. And within an hour, it's at your place. Well, this Literally, is the thing. it takes you less than a minute and a half. Well, I have the same thing. I can push, 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 toilet rolls, uh, whatever it is. Uh, but it only arrives, you have to do it a day 
a day before. South Africa Never in the retailing in space, the, South Africa is way ahead of the country that ahead, I live yeah. in. South African retailers are, are yeah. absolutely brilliant, I have to say. Yeah, look there, I must admit, it's an extremely good service because, I mean, today it took 25 minutes to come here. The little scooter was here blowing at the, the Ute at the gate mm. and you let them in and they unpack it and, you, and, and that's it. No problems. I don't have to get up, go outside, go through the gate, open, close the gate, get mm. my wallet out, go stand in the queue at the shop. So it, it is truly fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, becoming lazy, Wayne. That's I'm what a you do. Supporter. Yeah, you know, you do become lazy, but it's only essentials. I still like to go to shops and see what, well, only food. I mean, I don't shop for anything else. At, 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 <laughs> I don't go, I don't shop for pleasure for anything else. I go and look and see, oh, this dish looks nice. Oh, that one, let's try this out. Let's try that out. And that's why so I still actually like to go to shop. You know, a, a, mm. a, a, a picture on a computer screen is not going to sell something to me that it's not going to make me interested in it, you know, if I haven't tried it before. So I like, I still like going to shops. And, I do too. You know, literally squashing the squashing the, the, the guavas type of thing. Exactly. Even though I don't buy fruit. But I know you love squashing guavas. I like guavas. to go and look at it. And, yeah. Um, Wayne, um, have you ever, on that note, we'll come to food later on because I've got one more question to ask you about cars. Um, the salt and pepper squid situation, which is uh, which has caused you great distress over the years because Woolworths used to, used, used to sell it and they, then they withdrew it. Have you ever found a replacement for it? I mean, a, a salt and pepper squid no. replacement? No, no not, not, not retail, but one of my favorite restaurants in Joburg, and I think it was probably the first restaurant I went to when I moved up to Joburg in 1988, oh, yeah. called Saigon on Ravonia Road. Oh, I know now, that place. It's upstairs, isn't it? It's upstairs. upstairs yeah. it's yeah, I love that place. place. Mm. One negative comment about them, the decor hasn't changed since I first went there in 1988. That I, it could I like that, though. A little bit of an upgrade. A little bit of an upgrade, mm -hmm. but they have got as a starter crispy salt and pepper calamari mm. with a with a with a tartar sauce that's really quite thick but very tangy. Tangy. Then that's there's the another worst. restaurant. Mm. Yeah, the other restaurant. Got a bit of bite to it. The other restaurants, a place called Josie Gin. It's like very trendy. When I go there, when my partner and I go there. We are the oldest and the second oldest people there by a wide, wide margin. That's good. But that, but that's irrelevant. They've also got not a salt and pepper calamari, but they've also got a crispy calamari that's also served, served with a lovely lemon butter garlic type sauce. It's mm. also it's, it's totally delicious. Okay, good. So you haven't found a, 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 a takeaway, a ready, ready to bug in them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. Uh, the, other, the other thing I wanted to ask you, you use the word cubbyhole, which is very interesting, uh, because when I used to yeah. drive with my my mother in, in the 1960s, she'd be driving along, and, she, and um, her name was Doris, she'd say to me, Lindsay, could you get... Um, um, a cigarette out of the glove compartment for me, and then the glove, the glove compartment, compartment became the cubbyhole. And she actually wore gloves when she, when she drove along, but now it's a cubbyhole, right? All your jag, uh, all your yeah. motor cars have um, cubbyholes rather than glove compartments. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't know anyone. I don't know any single person who wears gloves. No, but this was in the sixties. I, I don't know a single person who wears gloves. Well, when I cycle so my bicycle, obviously it's cold. Yeah. And when I bicycle, I've got three pairs of gloves: a pair of mittens for when it's dry, 
and I've got some waterproof sort of leather things for, 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 when, for when it's raining. But I wear gloves all the time when I go bicycling in the Netherlands. Anyway, we're moving no, on now. It's cold, so that's the reason. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's very nippy at the moment. Um, Wayne, um, tell me about um, any food stories you have, please, because I haven't got any. Yes, I've got a lovely, I've got, actually got a lovely, lovely food, food story. Go on. Decided to really experiment quite very adventurously last Saturday. Oh, yeah. So I went to the butcher, the local, but actual butcher, you know, not packaged meat. Um, it was at the at the checkers. They've actually got a butcher. So I went to the in butcher and said, I want a shoulder of lamb. Deboned or, or yeah, in, on, on in, 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 in Ravonia, deboned. Okay, so good. I've got a few, we deboned it. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was on Saturday morning. Then I marinated it in all things in ginger ale mixed with molasses. Where did you find this thing? Ginger? What do you mean, ginger ale like um, like one of those fizzy drinks you get from the from from the from the yeah. garage shop or something? A ginger yeah. ale? Yeah, like stony. Okay. Ginger ale. So you got stonies and, and you got some molasses. Molasses. Where did you get the molasses? And, and let that marinate. Now you can buy molasses anyway. Oh, okay. You know that's that's readily available. Mm. Uh, with molasses and the ginger ale, <laughs> and salted it up nicely, and then let it marinate. For probably six hours or so, okay. and then slow cooked it on my weeba. In a, in a, in foil or just uh, naked? Where, how, how was it? No, I put foil underneath mm. so the bottom didn't burn. Yes, but very very, you know, very small fire, and I put the fire sort of around the one edge and the meat on the other side, so it wasn't directly under the coals. Okay, and cooked that. I don't know how long. Forty five minutes, an hour, maybe. You know, I kept testing it and had that with some like crispy roast potatoes oh. and some peas and some carrots. And okay. it was too delicious for words. Some people might find it a little bit tough. A shoulder might be a little bit tough. Love the shoulder. It was certainly incredibly tasty. That's very adventurous of you. You're getting adventurous in your old age. It's fantastic. So molasses and um, um, a ginger, ginger ale. And, ginger beer. Uh, ginger beer, sorry. Or ginger uh, ale, yeah. Yeah, ginger, ginger ale. And, 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 it's you, a ginger beer. What is it? Stony. Stony. I think it's stony ginger beer. It's called ginger beer. Yeah, there's one in. in well, ginger uh, ale, I'm sure, it's the same thing. Yeah, there's one in Ireland called uh, Crabby's, which is um, which is alcoholic ginger ginger beer. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That's very, very interesting. Where did you find that recipe? Now, someone told me about it a long, many, many years ago, mm. and I thought I'll give it a bash. Good idea. And certainly the dog liked the little scraps leftovers as well. He was very enthusiastic about it. But he's enthusiastic about most food. Yeah, broccoli mainly. Okay, Wayne. So it was it was actually very tasty. It was really nice. Very good. I love that. I love a really you said forty five minutes after six hours of marinating. Maybe I'll, it was longer, maybe it was I'll, an hour. Yeah, I'll, I'll, cook it, I'll cook that thing until it just falls apart, that um, shoulder of lamb. It's a fantastic an underrated part of the sheep. Anyway. Well, I actually think so as well, yeah. Mm. Good. Wayne, thank you very much for your time, as always. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager sometimes at um, FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.